Greetings, travelers. It's me, your friendly neighborhood producer, letting you know that you're about to listen to our Dragon Con episode. It's all about holler monsters. So sit back, relax, and we'll see you on the other side. I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Going to do some pre-show banter here. Oh, you're recording our pre-show banter. Yeah, because we don't get to record the pre-show banter most of the time. That's because it's ridiculous and stupid. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But we, um, and you're going to hear more about this. We host a podcast called Eerie Travels. So if you decide you want to subscribe to our podcast, we Mm. have free stickers up here. Stickers. So just saying, you can throw it out there. We're on literally every podcast platform. We talk about things like the holler monsters and ghosts and scary places and the Mandela effect and just all the creepy weird stuff we all love. The real story of Cocaine Bear was our first episode. Yes. Because the movie, you know, they took 38 seconds. The bear lived, what, 38 seconds? 42 seconds. 42 seconds. And then they made it into a movie. But the whole story about the guy on the plane at the beginning is fascinating it's called the bluegrass conspiracy and it's amazing it does involve waylon jennings yeah that's after the bear dies and it involves woody harrelson's dad Woody Harrelson's dad assassin. Is, as an assassin did you guys know this and and one of these suspects of the killing of jfk what uh so yeah we get to go down that rabbit hole on some of our episodes so it's a lot of fun so question in the back already is how long a bear can live after storing cocaine? Exactly. That's that's the question. I would like to clarify, he ate it. Yeah, yeah, ate it. Not Which, so. by the way, hits your system way faster than if you snort it. I'm yeah, just throwing that out there as a thing. And then, so his stomach exploded, yeah. and that's why he was like the perfect trophy, because they, they stuffed him. And you can go visit him. His name is Pablo Escobar. Oh. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, he's in Lexington, Kentucky. The best thing was he spent what eleven years? Yes, in a Las Vegas mansion that was like a party house owned by Waylon Jennings. I can't imagine. And like was, you do, like you it do. was like a whole Ocean's Eleven heist, stealing this bear from a well, an educational center, a, a, park, at, conservatory. a park educational center. Yeah. So. And it's it's hysterical. It's just it's one of those things. So, um, um, a, a duffel bag full. So they it's think like 40, they ate forty pounds yeah. of cocaine in a very short period of time. Yeah, with a with a twelve pound stomach. So, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so we live in North Carolina, and there are bears, and bears, bears, will bears will uh, bears beats in Battlestar Galactica. Bears will eat anything. Yeah. For the most part, you'd be amazed how much they'll eat. And I, not that I recommend this, so we are not recommending doing drugs. Wow. Why are you no, recording? No, already? Yeah, yeah. Trigger warning already? Yeah. yeah we haven't even started already. yet. Um, uh, co- Cocaine can be sweet to the senses, the smell and stuff like that. And so bears love, love sweet, sweet things. things. Yeah. So 
And, okay, we and, all just learned something. Yeah, we all learned a lot of things. And I made the audience be totally quiet. So that, that was, was good. good. That was good. That was all. How done. to do that in the first? Oh wait, we haven't even started. Yeah, yeah. But the the fun thing is, is like when you talk to the park rangers because they're always talking about the garbage there, and uh, the bears are always getting into the garbage cans, and they say, "Well, we got to invent a better way to keep the bears out of the garbage cans." And they go, "Well, there's a fine line between the smartest bear and the dumbest tourist." <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah and uh you know they don't know how to use it to throw things away and the bear can figure out pretty quick how to get it open to get, to get into it so no i went shopping for a bear proof garbage can because um i have a family of black bears on the mountain i live on and they have destroyed my trash one time three times in a row i went out picked it back up they'd already gone through it there was nothing new and exciting in it and it was all over my my, my driveway again and i was like okay clean it up 20 minutes later light goes off okay go out there they're just and i'm like i didn't put anything new in the can what are you guys doing <laughs> so i was like i need to get a bear proof trash can so i went to um lowe's and looked online and they have all these like you can buy these straps and stuff the problem is the bears can still chuck these garbage cans they're not like weak little things and then they had this huge one with this giant lock that was six hundred dollars and i was like they can have the trash for six hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't care. They're not spending six hundred dollars. So I had to build a garbage cage, and yeah. it is a cage. Marcus seen it that goes it. around I've... my. It's a closet cage that goes around with a lock on it, and it's got this huge metal crate on the I'm top. Like, are the in-laws visiting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence torture chamber. No. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I I went out though one time. Light went off. There's the bear. Like, like to figure out how to get on top of it and i was like yes i have won against the blackbirds i say that now but come uh yeah. hibernation time i may be posting a completely different thing about what happened to my bear cage but yeah, right uh, now right my now, bear cage is working yeah you don't want to be richard dreyfus in that you know uh when when it goes into the water so but uh come on in there's room down in front we haven't started yet we're just kind of having fun it's all good thank you yeah they can open car doors. They they're they're pretty dang smart. They're well, they clever off, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever girl. <laughs> they shut off. Um, we live near where you go over to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah. And um, Ooh, Gatlinburg. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. Um, but they shut off the pass to go the road because it goes through a national park, and yeah, people good. were getting out of their cars to go take pictures of the bears and the bear cubs and the bears reacted badly. They've also shut down part of the Appalachian trail because of bear attacks, because for whatever reason, I don't, I think it's a cleansing of the gene pool, to be honest with you is human. It's a bear. Like don't get out of your car to go to the bear. They're like, Oh, let me take, there's a great video. I saw where this guy is running towards a grizzly bear and it, the mom and it's cubs to get a picture. I'm like, yeah okay cool 100 ways to die that's yeah. one of them all right well i think they need to say a few words hi guys welcome to hollow monsters at the hatch crack charity for this year is cure for children's cancer uh most of the cancer research happens with adults so we're trying to push the money for the kids we're going to be selling badge ribbons for a minimum donation of two dollars uh, after the, the panel, um, we'd, uh, we've got three different types. 
I'd also like to remind you, if you like what's going on on the panel, if you don't like it, if you want to say anything about it, please rate us on the panel and leave a comment. We love to read the comments. Only if you like us. What was that if you don't like us crap? Like, <laughs> what, what is the point? It's not for the thin, it's for the room's too small. Uh, yeah. Things like yeah. that. Yeah, we, we need more room for extract. We need more room for paranormal peeps. Right? And for the donations, Dragon Con is matching up to $125,000. So it is an amazing cause. So even if you just give a dollar or something, it helps towards this horrific thing that's happening so please yeah. keep that in mind and it's amazing dragon con is doing that i suppose we should start now. I, su I suppose we should start so we'll do it like we we, we normally start our uh, podcast so we will do the uh, official intro and i and for those of you who've been listening already you know you, you got a lot of pre-show banter there and a retribute to our cocaine bear episodes so yeah nice so all right uh so i'm author mark muncie i'm author erica lance and, and this, this is theory travels and don't, don't say anything about the music that normally plays it's awkward because this right. is going on the podcast this is going on the podcast destiny beard's music will have already played see and he did it no matter what i say he's we gotta plug destiny, destiny. she's awesome so okay but welcome travelers amerimart right now yeah. the midnight syndicate booth has it so okay Anyway, we, sorry. We're, we're doing holler monsters. We're doing holler monsters today. So who all here is familiar with what a holler is? Oh, quite a bit. Quite a bit. But there are there are a lot of places. How many people live in a holler? How many people grew up in a holler uh, and escaped? Okay. Yeah, there's a few of us. There's a few of us. No. Um, so you have to give your super sum up version of what a holler is for the couple people that don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, so, so most of you know, but a let's few all don't. time this to see if he can give up his super small version of this. Okay, so uh, when I, I, I wrote uh, three Florida books, but I'm originally from West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, and lived in hollers. And so I finally got to do my new book, Erie Appalachia which is all myths, monsters, and legends of uh, the hollers of the Appalachian Trail. But a holler is a valley between several mountains, and usually one or two families tend to dominate the area, and they live there generations. And it's not really, it's usually bottomland, so it's a little easier to farm, but, you know, it's not big wide open spaces of the Midwest or even kind of just north of here in Atlanta a little bit. Um, where it's the, all the open fields and all that. This is hard life. It's the way it is. But these mountains are the same mountain. It's the, the Appalachians are the oldest mountain range in the world. And they are actually the same range that goes all the way up to the Scottish Highlands that you were just I at. was just in the Scottish Highlands. I didn't go to the Appalachians there. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Anyway, so those family legends all transferred over here and they came with us. And so the families still have, they're worried about the fae they're worried about the you know the 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 kelpies they're worried about all these things but they give them appalachian names we 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 can't have nice things in the appalachians yes. so uh florida is worse but you know appalachia is bad enough so we give them names like boogers <laughs> and haints and 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 boojums and uh now hey, boojum hey, is a very you, specific you pull back the boojum thing because that boojum is pretty awesome so yeah okay so do you want to start with the boojum uh, we can start with the boojum now that's one you know i kind of know this i've told you this like five times i have right. the diet coke version of what the that's fine is. that's fine that's all we got time for today, yeah so so a boojum is technically a sasquatch right or what people would call bigfoot or skunk ape there are 
literally a hundred names for this creature, depending on where you are. In Florida, they call it the skunk ape. I think it's because it's in water and it's stinky. So skunk ape. But a boojum, there's a story about it because the boojum uh, fell in love with a human female and would bring her gems because up in the Carolinas and stuff, there are a lot of gem mines. A lot of people don't know that, but one of the major things that used to be up there were rubies. You don't hear about that a lot, but ruby gem mines. So this particular Bigfoot creature fell in love with a human. She fell in love with him. Of course, it was forbidden love, but he would bring her gems that he would find huge fistful gems that he would find and just give to her. So that is the legend. And of course, you know, terrible endings, all that stuff because of that. But that's the boojum. Yeah. And so. it's different than the little teeny Sasquatch monsters. What are those called? Those Well, up north, they're called puckwudgies. Uh, which comes from the uh, across the pond way of calling them. And it's stuck. And that was in an area called the Big uh, Bridgewater Triangle. Um, but my favorite is the name of the ones that are on the Georgia-Florida line. They're called the Stump Jumpers because they jump from tree to tree like a monkey would. And so that's why many people said, oh, it's a monkey. And that's you will find that with a lot of these holler monsters is that it's always an escape circus animal. If every circus actually lost as many animals as people claim, there were no animals in any circus ever. Because, uh, because you know, now Nessie is, oh, it's an escape circus elephant swimming so, in the water. You know? <laughs> that one, which is not a holler, Nessie's not a holler monster. But, yeah, but in their place. Yeah. She's not a holler monster. Um <laughs> But what happened, and I don't know for those that follow this sort of thing, there was a video caught of a very large thing moving through the water in Loch Ness recently. It's a, it's a weird, it's not like you get to see the head or anything, but it, you can tell there's a very large thing moving through the water. So when I was in Scotland, very coincidentally, very coincidentally, I literally, it was coincidentally, I didn't time it. Um, they were doing one of the largest Loch Ness hunts they've done in like 50 years because this video surfaced. They did not find her. No. So um, she still evades things, but Loch Ness is thought to be a dinosaur or something like that left over from that time period. We actually have a whole episode on that and what yeah. we think it is. And but... on our side of the of the pond, uh, we have Chessie, which is uh, the like Chesapeake monster. We have Bessie. We always give them the E's because Nessie. We all we have to copy everything. They're all right? they're all related. They're all yeah, yeah. sisters. Uh, uh, and then. Uh, but uh, my favorite is the one down in Lake Norman. Does anybody know Lake Norman? That's yeah. all right. So we got quite a few people. Uh, it's a beautiful lake there. Did you know it had a river monster? So, all right. Guess what his name is? Because we're creative here in the South. Normie. Norman. <laughs> Should be Norman, right? No, no, Normie. And he's been seen numerous times, very plesiosaur style, you know, long neck, humpback. And now the families that live around the lake offer him offerings. Now you would think river monster. What would you offer a river monster to protect your family to make sure cucumbers is a good thought. You're close. Yeah. What, what do you think? Yeah. Betty White fed the cows to Lake Placid monster. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but no, what they leave out for, for, for Normie. 
tuna fish sandwiches. So they actually make it into a sandwich. They make it into a full sandwich. Apparently, he prefers Wonder Bread. But you know, I think somebody there else is may somebody have on the lake. Yeah, I was gonna say there is some family on the lake that is like, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Grab that stick and that bucket. Yeah. You're gonna swim underwater. It's gonna look like the head. We're gonna leave a note. That says tuna sandwiches. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna Every Sunday, all, we're going to have tuna sandwiches. We're going to have all the tuna sandwiches in the lake. Yeah, that's great. I didn't think that one was your favorite. I thought the one in Florida was your favorite. I, well, so there's this beast in uh, Alahatma, which is a wonderful place, South Georgia. And have anybody been there? Okay. And again, the, the, two, the two people. Two people. All right. So it's near the, the Altamaha, right? Altamaha. And uh, there's a beast there, and and it's near the town of Darien, and uh, they have a beast there, and it's Alahat Mahaha. Yeah, yeah, Alahat Mahaha. It's it's a ha 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 ha. It's very. It's like the now I dare everyone to say that five times fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. Um, and again, we can't have nice things, so we can't keep that original awesome name. We call him Alti. Yeah, again, right. And now he, that is a, again, classic plesiosaur style. They have a wonderful big display of him in Darien's Welcome Center, which is pretty cool if you want your picture with a plesiosaur model. Uh, but then you go a little further south and that actually blends into the St. John's River and he becomes the St. John's River Monster. It's pretty good, pretty good name, right? But then there's a variant of him since there were so many Loki. Very Loki, cosplays, very Loki, very uh that uh is albino and is the color of boiled shrimp. And this one almost sank a steamship in the 1900s. And he goes into Florida. And so Florida, of course, cannot have good things. They do not call him the beast of St. John's. Can we guess? Pinky. Because that's terrifying. By the way, stay out of this river because Pinky will get you. Pinky will get you, which has been, of course, explained as albino seals coming in from the Gulf or an albino manatee. They just uh, had two albino dolphins in yeah, that area. Yep. And they were like, and there's Pinky. And you're like, that's a dolphin. That's a dolphin. And, and dolphins generally don't try to sink steamships. So uh well, you don't know uh, that not, the whales are overacting right now. Yeah, so who knows know. what happened in know. the past? Maybe, maybe back then. Maybe yeah. back then. Uh but so now most holler monsters, like I said, are family traditions. They except are except for mine. Except, well, oh, okay. Because mine all came from Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I told Mark, I was joking with him. I'm like, let's do this podcast. He's like, holler monsters. I'm like, you mean like Fallout 76? Because Grafton monster let's do this so yeah. um but have you how many have played fallout 76 there's a few okay there's like five so in this game they literally took the appalachian area and that's where the war happened and so when you go into the game you go fight things like mothman and the grafton monster and stuff like that so Mark's first question to me was, what does Mothman look like in the game? doesn't look like Mothman normally looks, but let's let's talk about some of those. How okay, about the yeah. Grafton Monster? It's one of my favorites. It beat the shit out of me almost every time I bought it. So, <laughs> so uh, Grafton is in West Virginia, and uh, they, they haven't 
like where Mothman is pretty much world famous. We have Mothman here with us today. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be visiting your festival shortly uh, in just a few weeks. Yep. Uh, if you haven't been to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, we'll get to Mothman real quick. We'll do a quick Mothman thing in a minute, but I'm not going to bunny trail yet. You, you just did. You literally, I, I said, talk I, about the graphic that, monster bunny trail? in your I life. Was. Okay, Let I, me talk about Mothman for a minute. All right. Well, all right. So Grafton is just a short distance from Point Pleasant where Mothman lives. And Grafton has a hill that you kind of go around. It's this real steep turn. And this reporter is driving home from work. It's 1950s. It's been a long day. And he sees what he thinks is a recent rock slide. It's like this big white rock in the side of the road. And he's like, oh, I better report this for the newspaper because it wasn't like television or anything at that time. You, know? you, you couldn't live stream that. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, there was television, but just not in many hollers in West Virginia. The newspaper was still how you got your news. And so they, um, so he writes it down, but then he notices it moves. And then it gets up. And he realizes this thing's huge. It's and it's he said it looked like a wet seal, uh, which of course was long before the mall stores open, uh, which have now long gone, thank goodness. Uh, but, uh, and it was and it lumbered down the hill, and he said it was headless, like a sunken in head, and had just big, massive hands, and it walked like what he described as a gorilla. And then he goes into town, calls all his friends, and is like because there is no police in Grafton at this point, because Grafton is about 15 people. Uh, and he's like, calls his friends and says, there's a monster, we got to get it. So, of course, everybody shows up, guns in tow. They march the ground. All they see is crushed ground and a strange, haunting whistling that sounds like... And as they couldn't figure out where it came from. They chased it. They couldn't find anything. Nothing. So he's like, I'm not even going to write about this. This was stupid. Why did I do this? And he goes home. And I should stop drinking on my way home. Yeah. What? No, just kidding. But then the next day, he's having dreams about it. And he's thinking about it. He's like, I better warn people. If that thing's out there, it could hurt somebody. So he writes it in a paper. And all hell breaks loose. Because everyone in the world wants to capture this monster. And because the Smithsonian offers a bounty on this, they see that article and said, we'll give you $1,000 if you can bring this thing in dead or alive. Which back then was a tremendous that's, amount of money. That's I'd still do it. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that out loud. A thousand bucks? I'll bring anything in. No, 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 no. I haven't no, been doing no. this that long. No, no. <laughs> shh, shh. We're gonna have to edit that. All right, sorry, <laughs> sorry, producer. All right, um, it's, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So you know, the town goes crazy. The next week, it's a newspaper article is even if there was a monster, there was no way anybody's going to find it because you can't move out there. There's a million people looking for the monster. It couldn't fit in there anyway because monster hunting is now the new state hobby of West Virginia. Um, and so, yeah, that's the, and that's the last time he's seen. Now, was he the only one who ever saw this monster? He was the only one. Yeah. So, so that's, so that's why we don't tend to talk about it much. Now the town pretended like it never happened. They, you know, this, this was a bogus thing. It was a hoax. He recanted it and said, nope, never saw it. Don't know what you're talking about. But then right before he died, he said, I was forced to write that article about recanting it. So I did see it and it changed my life. So I did see it and it changed my game. 
because it's big and scary and it pretty much looks like exactly what he described in the game. So pretty Grafton Monster. But now they doesn't whistle. It, but they embrace it now in they, Grafton. They saw Point Pleasant has a Mothman festival that brings in fifty thousand people to the town of five thousand people and said, Hmm, we have a monster and we would like money. And so <laughs> let's parade out the Grafton monster. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly there's a painting, there a mural that you can get your picture with. They haven't done anything else yet, but they're working on. They're so. stickers. I've been there. Now, if you go across the way, this one kind of blends between Holler Monster and something otherworldly, because that's where we go. And this is a bit more famous one, and that is Flatwoods. Anybody know the Flatwoods Monster? Oh, a lot, lot of hands, a lot of hands. Yeah. Flatwoods Monster is probably, it doesn't really fit the Holler Monster theme because we think this is more of an alien encounter because... No, I'm 100% sure that's an alien encounter. Yeah. But... We just did an episode on that. So if you want to know more about that, tune in and subscribe and like and share with all your friends and tune in two episodes ago. We're not going to talk about him here today. Okay. So... <laughs> but we can talk about... Um, another monster that's up that way. Oh, yes. Which is? Should we talk about it? Yes. Are you sure? No. Okay. Do it anyway, though, because I right. don't listen to anything I, I say. I don't say. We did the bunny trail a little bit ago, and that is Mothman, right? Again, kind of blends the world between Holler Monster and uh, a little bit otherworldly, but that was mostly due to one man, John Keel who was a big paranormal investigator of his day and you're jumping ahead in the story all right well go back to the beginning okay all right so a young group of men are out digging a grave as you do <laughs> and they see something fly overhead and this is in the town of clendenin west virginia and they see what they say is a giant bird or a flying man. You didn't go back far enough. Why? You need to go all the way back to Florida. Oh, really? Yes. Go go back to Florida. For what? Oh, wait. No, that's part of the That's Flatwoods. That's Flatwoods. Sorry. Sorry. She's... Not enough coffee. Now you're bunny trailing. Wait a minute. All right. So, yeah, so Clendenin, these five grave diggers see a flying creature. And this is a pretty famous story, but they don't talk about this incident much. Everybody talks about the second time he's seen. And um, that just kind of disappears into a newspaper or article. Three days later, young couple are in an area near Point Pleasant called the TNT area, which is an amazing place to visit. It was a munitions factory in World War II, and to hide it from potential German bombers that might somehow get to West Virginia and somehow see that we have factories there, uh, they covered, they made up all these little domes, concrete domes, and that's where they stored all the munitions that they would eventually ship to Europe. And um, and so it was. they were covered in moss and things like that. Now they're covered in trees. Everything's been allowed to grow. The factory is long gone. But during this period in time, it was a great place to go with your sweetie and go park because there's these long strips of road between each dome. Yeah, we really hid this thing hard. It looks exactly like a perfect grid. It's very military-based designed. I'm sure if the Germans flew over, they'd be like, 
hmm, that's a natural forest. Uh, <laughs> what are those little triangles that look like bunkers? Wait a minute. Should we bomb those? Nah. Uh, but uh, um, anyway, they're out there and they're racing their cars and they're doing all the things. And suddenly the creature is spotted. Now, everybody knows the story. Oh, it flew over their car. It was doing 100 miles an hour and it was doing all this stuff. The initial sighting is it's on the side of the road. Nobody talks about this. It's on the side of the road and its wing is caught in a barbed wire fence. There is nothing more holler than having your monster's wing caught in a barbed wire fence. And he's pulling his wing free with very muscular arms. And they described him as a flying Sasquatch, basically, if you listen to the story, the original stories. And it's pretty incredible. Um, I just want to say it's terrifying to think that Big Faith could fly. Exactly. But he takes off into the air when the lights hit him, his eyes glowing red, muscles, giant wings, and he takes off into the air. Now, his wings never flap. Every sighting of the Mothman, you never see the wings flap. It's literally just kind of like this. Again, his head is sunken in, very similar to our friend Grafton. And uh, they're cousins. Yeah, they might be. They might be related up there. And then, but he launches like a rocket. Everybody says, literally into the air. And can you imagine the sound this terrifying beast makes as it flies overhead? <laughs> it's. They said it sounded like something just squeaking. And, you know, really? You know, everybody in the movies, you think Mothman, Rawr! no. I don't think Muppet Mothman would be nearly as, as popular, but I think that would be badass. Don't I, you? Like I'm Muppet just saying, Mothman. Beaker is Mothman. Yeah. I am. I am all for that <laughs> casting. I am all for that casting of the next fan movie. We'll be right back with Eerie Travels. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky. Horrible occurrences, almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia. Or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What are those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock? Or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. Okay, so this is the second sighting. This is the second sighting. And now one of the things that's kind of lost in this is as they're fly they're flying back to town as fast as they can, and this thing keeps appearing in front of them. So it's not flying to catch up with them. He's just already there. 
ahead of them, like standing menacingly. And they're like, oh, crap, turn the corner. And at one point, they see something at his feet. So we have to go over a holler. We have to go over the hill. Hello. Earlier in that night. And dun, this is dun, a story dun. that doesn't get reported for a couple of days. There's a farmer who is hearing weird noises outside his house and his TV cuts out. Does it sound like me, 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 me? And that's what it sounds like. Okay. And he goes outside and he sends out his dog Bandit to chase whatever's in the woods. And he sees giant red eyes. He thinks it's a bear. He thinks it's some animal that his light shine is hitting. And so he sends the dog out. The dog chases off into the woods, never to be seen again. Yeah, you should have trigger warning this. Yeah. Well, now the trigger warning is here because back at that sighting on the other hill, the next day or that later that night, as they're driving into town, they see a giant dead dog at its feet. So, yes, as everybody loves Mothman, everybody's happy with Mothman. Mothman eats dogs. He didn't eat the dog. He just killed the dog. Let's I, I like the one person who, who emailed us about that and said that maybe he was protecting the dog and that he grabbed the dog up to take it and offered it to them to take it to the vet. And then they were too stupid to do it. Okay, I'll go so, with that. I go with that. All right. So those, if you want to keep Mothman, you know, you know, in your mind that way, go ahead. But we think that is Mothman's victim. Uh, but anyway, Mothman's seen again and again. They go into town. They get the sheriff. The sheriff comes out. Sheriff believes him, and he takes statements and doesn't think they've been drinking much. Uh, and um, you know, it's, it's West Virginia. Uh, and uh, moonshine. Yeah, yeah. And but he says they're all upstanding kids and all this, and they all talked about it. And there's still one original witness left from that night, and she will be speaking at the Mothman Festival in three weeks, and we'll be there to get her story again. So, but that's what we do is we try to get the original witnesses, we try to get the stories and all that. So those are the kind of the famous ones. So now we're going to go into the back haulers, right? And we're going to get the lesser known monsters. So uh, how many people are fans of mountain monsters? Because the guys are here, man, right? Yeah, they're pretty good. It's it's a fun show. Uh, it is not a scripted show uh, like some uh, that we like to we like to talk about. Well, we don't we don't mention names, names, but, you know, but they rhyme they with schmack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but uh, anyway. The mountain monsters guys, they go investigate monsters. And the minute they hit the town, the monster attacks them and they barely survive. And then they come up with a trap to stop the monster. And it's very Scooby-Doo. It's definitely Fred, you know, has invented this gadget that will do the thing. And, and then, oh, it gets away and there's no evidence caught whatsoever. But we'll see you next week. It's a great show. The guys are amazing. They are all cryptid hunters. They do this their whole life. They've heard these holler stories their whole life, but Hollywood got them. So, you know, that's the way you got to remember that. But some of their monsters were real monsters. Some were made up for the show, but it was still, it's still great fun. If you get a chance, watch those. There's like 11 seasons and totally worth it. Uh, but when I started doing Erie Appalachia, I would go into these hollers and get more family stories and start interviewing Mimas and Peepaws. Let's keep these folk tales alive because they're dying off. And so I got some good stuff that uh, we put in the book and I'm gonna give you a couple of them for free today, all right? So one of my favorites is also, this one kind of borders the Huntington, Kentucky line here. 
because it's two places. Now this family, they emailed us uh, from the podcast, uh, but that's, that's actually before the podcast is when I was doing the books. They emailed me a letter and said, hey, we've got something weird in our letters from one of our cousins to my grandma. And we found it when we were going through her belongings. And we think you should look at this. So I go to their house and they show me the letter. And it's a classic letter of the late 1800s going, um, hi, Ma, can't wait to be back for the wedding. You know, all this other stuff. What should I bring? You know, should I, you know, are you guys going to be feeding me? Uh, and he's working in a mine in Olympia, Kentucky. And they live in Huntington, West Virginia. And he's sending the letter back. And he's like, uh, and then, but, and it's just this normal, normal letter. But then at the about three quarters mark, he says, weird thing happened. They blew open a wall in the cave because we had to start a new vein. And there were some creatures in there that were eating a bear. They had long stringy hair, very long claws and big bulging eyes and set at squat-like toes, very stringy skin, and I think they were boojums. They or, weren't boojums. Did they have gems? No. And then, but then he's like, he's like, or hobgoblins. I like that. And he's like, but they were very, very scary. They didn't seem bothered by the explosion or us at all and continued to eat the bear. The men were sore afraid that we were, I like sore afraid, uh, at, that we all left for the day. Should I go back to work tomorrow? <laughs> Can't wait to see you at the wedding. Tap. Okay. <laughs> I want to pick this apart because let's start with, I'm going to send a letter that's probably going to take, even though they're not far apart, weeks to get there, yep. weeks to get a reply. Should I go to work? Yeah. So the next thing we have now, we don't have whatever they sent to him, but grandma being grandma, she had saved the next letter because she saved all, all his letters. And so the next letter is, thank you for the pie. Had a great time. You know, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and just goes on and on. And then he says, now about that thing, uh, you were right. We, we told the boss, we wouldn't go back in until they killed the creatures. So they hired men to come and kill the creatures. Bunch of men came in with guns and took care of business. They carried out two bears and three of the things. And we were all happy and we've gone back to work. See you at the reunion, tap. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like, okay, this is very weird. So now I'm like, okay, I've got these two letters. How do you research this, right? And that's when you go to the newspapers and you see, you know, newspaper archives. And I drove to the Huntington Herald and said, do we have anything? No, but Olympia, Kentucky has its own newspaper. And I didn't find anything about monsters, but guess what I found? I found a want ad for men with guns to kill some bears in a mine that same week. Okay, so now that mine in Kentucky, what did they do? So did they kill them? We think they did. You know what? You know what was it? Who knows? It sounded Gollum when you read it. And I'm like, man, Tolkien could have wrote this. This is great. Uh, you know, maybe he did and inspired him. Uh, but um, 
the the scariest part about that is that mine two years later is involved in one of the greatest tragedies ever they went to blow open a new vein and they put the dynamite in and it didn't go off and so somebody has to go check they all go check what and then it explodes and at least a dozen men are killed the problem is they didn't mention at that point in newspapers if you know uh undocumented workers were part of it or people who were you know not you know they only mentioned the white people let's just leave it at that so so we think actually more people died than were reported uh and the mine was closed for a little while and but that mine is open today and still there that is not a travel destination let's don't, yeah, don't go there go yeah. to Go to, when you go to Huntington, West Virginia, you can go to Cicada Books, which is one of our favorite bookstores there. And uh, they have uh, some of that documentation. So pretty crazy, but that's how these holler stories come, you know, and they go, they disappear. So, and we should talk about the cave system for a little bit because the cave system is one of the largest cave systems the in, largest, the, in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, in the world, the, the mammoth cave system. It's uh, the only thing that might be bigger is that one in Romania Yeah, that they think is bigger, but the mammoth cave system they still don't know how big it is they have people down there every weekend mapping new caves and they still haven't ever stopped yeah so and so there could be many many things that live in the caves don't don't watch the descent if you live in north carolina yeah. or be like me and watch it and then don't go into the caves yes like there, there's that sir i you tend to forget that survival option of not going into things but, you know where's it's the like, fun in that though so it's called living <laughs> that's fun yay all right so that's you know so those we we have dubbed the huntington hobgoblins or the olympia cavemen or the olympia you know, boogies which is you know another fun name for that so what about um, one of the scarier things that we get many reports of that are in the woods? Like which one? So the one we... that says your name. Oh, yes. Okay, so there are rules of the hills of Appalachia, right? You do not answer your name when called unless you know someone is actually looking for you uh, because things tend to copy your name. They, they, they tend to listen. Now, this actually goes back naturally i mean in africa they, they've caught hyenas doing this where they'll circle a village and listen for the names and they'll mimic the sound to try to lure people out of the village so that they can get them everybody thinks hyenas the goofy thing from lion king they're the scary things from lion king <laughs> uh but uh in appalachia that's one of the things also don't go into woods alone that's just a good safety tip in general thank you um also um other fun things you know salt is a fun thing to have because you know who knows the fae might get you uh and and iron always have an iron thing uh railroad spikes very useful tool uh because hey you know iron right but also you know iron spike very handy weapon <laughs> buffy should have used iron spikes uh but um yeah yeah anyway there's iron just like anyway the there is there is one We've actually got a recent letter. Yeah. Literally last week, we got a letter. Somebody had an issue. Now, this was not in Appalachia. This was in, where was it? Arizona. 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 We got a, a lady who emailed us and said, what's going on at my trailer park? I love that. So uh, I'm like, I'm in. 
Uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm nope. just hoping you can go by yourself. I'm I'm hoping for just like some cops, you know, potential here. You know, you know, so, yeah, because people often email eerie travels with. Let I, me tell you about the police at my trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, anyway, they said there was something seen on the roof of one of the trailers. No, it, it started with a noise. Yeah, a noise. They heard they a noise. noise and something calling the names of the residents. So it started that they were out at night. They heard noises on the roofs and people calling the names. So they went out to look. Yeah, as you do. And uh, no. yeah. <laughs> and as on I top don't. is a large white creature uh, with longer arms than legs. And they thought at first it was a bear. Yeah. I thought it might be like an albino bear because, you know, sure, that's common. Uh, and, um, and then it stood up and was at a full height as big as the trailer. Yeah. And it was about uh, eight feet tall. Yeah. And it uh, leapt from one trailer to the next in like an instant. And he's like, and they then chased it. They chase it because they're like, what the hell? And they're trying to get it on film as it keeps leaping ahead of them. And then, boof, it's gone, disappears, like blinks out of existence. And so they go, all right, Eric, Mark and Erica, what do you think that is? No, there was, but wait, there's more. So the next morning, because of course they, they report this, right, to the person who runs the trailer park. And the, the person who runs the trailer park is like, yeah, whatever there, dude. But then five residents of the trailer park report hearing noises on their roofs and their names being said in the middle of the night at the time this happened. So then they emailed us going, what do you think this is? Yeah, and I go, well, if it was in the Appalachians, we know of a thing called the hide behind. And that's just something, it's just right behind you at all times. And you, you, you never know where it's gonna get you. I hope everybody got sufficiently creeped out. This is the hearing your name called thing yeah. and why you never turn around. And uh, for those who uh, are Disney parents, if you ever watched Gravity Falls, they did a fun little bit with the hide behind. And it was, it was pretty He's two dimensional, so he can turn sideways and just can't see him. That's fantastic. Uh, but, but that's not normally, because normally the reports of a hide behind, the ones that um people survive because people disappear yeah and that's... and we uh had another uh report from another listener they were out in the woods they were walking along and they were somehow got a distance of a mile from their friend they thought and they heard their name being called but the and friend it, had gone home was yes, heading home their friend was heading home they thought they were in distance they heard what they thought was their friend's voice calling their name. And at first they were about to turn around. And then that instinct, which now I hope all of you in this room have that goes, nope, they just kept walking. This thing followed them for two miles. When they finally got a hold of their friend, because of course cell service doesn't work here, by the way, modern technology, um, their friend had already left when and the first name calling started. So. So there are definitely things out there that know your name. Yes. And, uh, uh, so yeah, the the hide behind. If it was in Alabama area, because it was white and thing, they have a wonderful name for those. They call them the white things. <laughs> Again, we can't have nice things. Um, there's a native war of something along those lines on the 
East Coast, we call them wampus cats. Uh, they tend to look white and they tend to be shape-shifting creatures because they'll start as a woman, they'll turn into a deer, they'll turn into a gator, but always white. And there's a native legend about woman went somewhere she shouldn't have and saw a ritual she shouldn't have. So the medicine man cursed her to be this shape-shifting creature. It's always, you know, uppity women for these 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 native lore stories. And uh, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. We'll be alone later. Don't worry about yourself. <laughs> but uh, it's, oh, these are all cautionary tales. But then you start realizing, crap, they're describing things. This is not just some folk tale. This is something that happened. And uh, sometimes these holler monster legends are things before, you know, that are explaining an event, something that happened and trying to make sense of it. And um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to quickly give my holler monster. Yes, you can give your holler monster. I'll give my holler monster. Another name for them, which is um, they're called skinwalkers. That's but that name, west. but that's the out west version name of them. I know there's a popular show, Skinwalker Ranch, which is terribly builds up to a lot of nothing. But anyway, well, that's what they all do. It's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah uh, but, but let's just talk... remember Hollywood versus reality, two different things. So you need to know. So let's uh, talk about your holler monster. Okay, so I grew up in the town of Louisa, Kentucky. Uh, which is hey somebody knows it wow there's three of us okay there's a three so, people that know. live there are all in this room yeah no, uh kidding. it's right along the big sandy river uh because we can't have nice things uh and uh it's right along the border but between west virginia and nice things, but it's just describing the river is sandy this is big and it's big it's a big That's sandy, sandy river. river yeah do you have what would you name the big sandy river Okay, you got me there. Okay. All right. So, uh, but you know, that's, I always love, I was taking all those fantasy literature classes here on the fantasy track and they're coming up with all these amazing names. And then I'm like, but sadly, I know the reality of this stuff. It's like Cincinnati sounds like a great name for a city. It's Native American for three rivers. There's three rivers meet there. I'm like, okay, so the town is three rivers. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, why don't people just name things? Like, we live on a, on a Muncie tangent. Muncie tangent. We live on a planet called Earth. We live on a planet called Dirt. That's how smart we are. We live on the dirt. Oh, let's call the planet Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's make Excuse it me. I think that's logical. And go back to your little place in Kentucky okay. and get Louisa. the Hala monster. Louisa is full of dirt uh, and trees. And there is this area along it. There's a, a bunch of hills that make a ridge. And that area is called Gobel Ridge. And on Gobel Ridge, there is a beast that lurks in the trees and this beast leaps from tree to tree and it has the head of a man but it's misshapen and glows in the dark it has the body of a cow or possibly a panther wait okay, wait 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 yeah hold on i need to go back because i wait I try to ignore you. There's but, more. But you said it, it it either has the body of a cow or a panther. Those were and it climbs in trees. And it has a wooden leg. And that wooden leg will knock you off your horse if you are a bad person. From the cow. As my uncle and my father told the story, the leg was known as the whoop-ass stick. <laughs> And if you were a bad person, it would knock you off the off your horse. Now, I thought this was the dumbest thing ever. 
And because it sounds it like the dumbest thing it is ever. the dumbest thing ever. Sounds like something out of South Park when you hear the name. Are you ready for this? This terrifying beast. Again, we can't have nice things. What do we call this thing with a wooden leg, head of a man? What would you call it? Whoop ass. I like whoop ass. That would have been good, right? Uh, Mark, that's what I'd call wooden it. Wooden leg beast? That's close. The bench leg. <laughs> the bench leg of Gobble Ridge. And I heard that story my whole life, right? And I love monsters. I love ghosts. I was like, you know, I was a kid in the 70s and 80s. And, you know, I was a nerd in the mountains. And that was, you know, I was almost burned at the stake. Come on. Yeah, I played Dungeons and Dragons. This is dangerous. Uh, but um, anyway, so the bench leg. And I heard it my whole life. Didn't think anything of it. Until I realized every family member has a story of when they saw this thing. And how it ran behind a tree and then it disappeared and how they thought they had an extra cow in the herd and they all went out and it just disappeared. And then one night I'm out there and I was a nerd. So I'm stargazing and looking for UFOs because it's what I do. And, uh, and it's beautiful, dark sky territory. There's no cities for miles. So it's, you can see every star. It's incredible. Um, and we're out there and it's just me alone. And I hear hoofbeats. And I realized one of the horses on the land goes running past. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's nice. Something stirred it up. And then the second one goes running by. And I'm like, well, that's both of them. I'm like, wow, something's got them. And then I hear something else in the woods. And I'm like, are there any bears nearby? Maybe. Because uh, I'd heard stories. And I'm like, I've got my little Red Rider BB gun. That ain't going to do me much good. Unless you're marksman in Fallout 76. <laughs> Where they work like a charm. Yeah. Not you, against you, the Grafton monster, bringing that back again. Yeah, you can shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, but um, I'm like, what am I going to do? And then, I'm, and then I saw something kind of glowy. And I thought, oh, it's somebody hunting. And it runs past me. And I'm like, is that a human glowing head on a black creature? I, I did not think to look to see if it had a wooden leg. But it ran past and it was very scary and it still haunts my dreams. Like, what was this thing? Now, I'm not saying it was the bench leg. I'm not saying I just saw something I didn't understand. And that's what I think a lot of this is, is people see things they don't understand, things that don't make sense. Now, I kind of brought him to prominence right after Erie Florida hit the bestseller list. I posted a blog about it and said this. And I got an email from a guy in Lexington, Kentucky. And he's like, tell me your story of this monster. What was the story your family had said? And I said, well, they said that the reason this creature exists is there was a peddler on the hill and he would go from town to town and fix your pots and pans. He's more of a tinker, you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, and these bandits figured out, oh, he has money. Let's take him out. So they killed him, and then they killed his cow to cover up the crime and buried him with the cow, and then that pulled his cart. And then he had apparently fought back with a big stick, so they threw that in there with him and all this. And and But then the bandits were caught, and they were all hung, And uh, but but one got away. And so the there's always one that gets away in these stories, right? It's especially ghost stories. Uh, and so the spirit lingers. And so this is like a spirit of vengeance. I'm like, it's freaking ghost rider, but not as cool. He needs a motorcycle. 
Can you imagine the wooden legged guy on a motorcycle? So Come on. Wait, wait. Let me. <laughs> so he's a zombie cow man peddler chasing after a bandit. Yeah. And that's why he's whoop ass stick. If I wrote this as a story, everybody would be like, Bleh. What did you eat before you yeah. took that? Or what were you, uh, what were you but prescribed? I see cosplay of this creature next year. I, when I love that. I love it. Uh, but anyway, so this, I was like, so I wrote that back to the guy, and the guy's like, Hey, uh, I've heard that story too in Lexington. And I'm like, Why? He's like, Because my grandfather was hung, he was a bandit, and he killed a man and buried a cow on top of the body. And he swore a, a ghost chased him, a ghost cow chased him. And that's why he turned himself in. Dun, 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 dun. 1789. So before, you know, we were barely a state and all that uh, in Kentucky. So, uh, so that's my holler monster. Again, something I don't understand. Some doesn't make sense, but there's connections. There's never, you know, never anything to do. So, um, Thank you all so much for uh, listening to some of the holler monsters we've got. We've got some time We're, to open it up for questions. questions. So right there. Uh, going back to the caves, um, this isn't a bunch of holler monster, but um, I'm in the caving community here. And um, in the Ruby Falls cave system, I've got a, a replica of it uh, back at my apartment. But um, a long time ago, when they allowed people to explore above the falls, uh, there were found tracks of the extinct North American jaguar. Yeah, about two thousand years ago, and it's just crazy. Like they, they had another entrance that they used. Those things change. Uh, new entrances open, old ones close, and you get these little time capsules of of history and monsters from our past. Yeah, and we keep finding new and new cave drawings and stuff. We were talking. We recently did a thing on flying humanoids because we're on the road to Mothman. So. Uh, uh, so we've been doing a lot of just fun Mothman themed uh, episodes, and the the cave system in France. What's the the bee, uh, the Birdman of yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever? But they just went there, and a, a dog. I love it. in World War Two, uh, just after World War Two, a dog named Radar, you know, perfect name for a dog, uh, goes in and finds a new cave system, and that's where they find these cave paintings. And one of the cave paintings is of a Birdman that uh is uh doing something adult with a rhino it's very accessible yeah uh just google him birdman of lafrescu i think and uh or uh you know and uh yeah it's not something whenever you see that painting uh on like on a website they blur out certain spot spots because he's doing something very unique with a with a rhino all right yes Yes, it's 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 a it, you know it's one of it's a takeoff of the term boogeyman, so uh, it becomes the 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 cautionary tale. Don't go in the woods at night, yeah. And these cautionary tales they sound silly, but they usually are for a reason. Don't go out in the woods at night. You're going you're going to get scared. Something bad's going to happen. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. Um, or you know, or the boogeyman will get you, but the booger will get you, or the or the bogey is a common one too. Um, and uh, one of my absolute favorites is there's one in the town of Barden, uh, Barden, Florida. And this is like probably one of the funnest. I mean, it's not a holler, but he's basically a holler monster. He's like the laziest Bigfoot ever. And so he's my spirit animal. Um, he, he, he's it's it's Florida. So it's hot. 
So he's panting all the time and he's, his tongue's always out. He carries a lantern because he can't very well. And instead of, you know, with Bigfoot in the woods fishing, you always seem like doing the bear thing, catching the, the salmon. He's got a fishing rod. <laughs> so, and again, is he called the Barden Monster? No. Is he the Beast of Barden? That would be the perfect name. No. He's the Barden Booger. The plus side was in the 1960s, he had the Barden Booger Boogie, which was a big hit in Jacksonville. So, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. oh sorry. Um, going back to the, the Huntington and Lynchism. Yeah. So, comparison kind of sounds like a moon eyed people from around here. Very similar moon eyed people story. And that was what I kind of delve into a little bit in Erie Appalachia, available in fine bookstores and cracker barrels everywhere. Um, or you can come up here and get them at the end of the, the panel. Uh, but uh, yeah, I talk about the moon, how it's kind of tied to the moon, which is a Cherokee lore that they fought a tribe of people who lived in the caves that were big blue eyed and they could only come out at night because they were so used to living in the caves. And the Cherokee said, you know what? F those guys, we're going to take them out. And they went to war with them and chased them into the caves, never to be seen again. But maybe they are. And that's uh, so, who, like I said, we don't know what's down there. We're still finding new life down there all the time. So, yes. Yes. Eating a bear, right? So, um, Not cocaine bear, though. <laughs> yeah. What was that uh, mine called? Just curious. Okay, I'm not supposed to say anything about what mine it is, but it's a flower that has thorns. Yeah. Hey, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. You I didn't, didn't say, say it. it. I didn't say it. And and then it's a small word. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say. Great. Two <laughs> words sounds like no. So, sounds like schmill. And it was another word for a small mountain. So rose something mountain. So I could be anything. It could be anything. It's, uh, you know, what I have a, when my, in Erie, Florida, we talk about these gnomes that were spotted near Buck Tower. And they're in an orange grove and they're stealing people's oranges. And they put out traps and they catch this little guy who's like 12 inches tall. They think it's a circus performer that's escaped. Again, circus performers, like the Popelik monster. It's a goat man that escaped from the circus. How many goat men were in circuses? And and how did they all escape? Yeah, uh, but um, but yeah, that, that that's another one. It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but the gnomes of Bach Tower, they they were supposedly, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just it's uh okay, it's turning off but they live they live on a they live on a property that's owned by a company that I'm not supposed to name, but it rhymes with Schmopacana. So that's, you know, um, so that's, uh, we have a few that we're not allowed to talk about. So, other question? Yes. There you go. Yeah, the mulberry black thing. Yeah, that's we thought that we kind of followed that with our bench leg because it was very similar. But he's got a switch, right? Uh, which is a whoop ass stick. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's uh, and uh, again, very much a cowl with a with a with a beating thing. So I think that's the legend. Legends have a tendency to migrate, and we think maybe that's where these things go because you know the families do leave the hollers. But I will say this about hollers: if you ever live in a holler, you will never be more protected 
You'll never have more family. You will never have more kin once you're accepted. It does take <laughs> seven, eight hundred years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, otherwise you're that guy from Florida. Uh, you know, um, but uh, but you were never because the mouth of the holler protects everybody, and they warn when the government men are coming. Uh, and then uh, the guys a little further in the holler have the bigger dogs, so in case they make it past the mouth. And then, but the back of the holler is where the keepers of the knowledge and they, they they give the peanut butter to the old man of the woods, the wild man in the hills, or or the little people, or whatever. I see you managed to give your longer version of what a holler is. <laughs> Snuck it in. So why we can't have nice things? Other questions? Yes. Uh, so which thing is the church done? Wow. Okay. See, I don't like to do native lore without a native expert. Uh, oh, so there we oh, go. We don't have one over there. So because uh, I usually reach out to like Al Going Back, who is a Bram Circle winning author. If you have never read his stuff, pick it up. Uh, I have uh, a, we have a Cherokee friend named Iron Bear who's amazing. So you have you what do, what are your thoughts on the Cherokee Devil? Not so something I come out, and that happens a lot with these 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 monsters. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something. Yeah, it's 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 one of those the, the a lot of the native lore, but I don't even like to call it native lore. It's native, it's their world. It's the belief, and and you know it's that's like you know calling Christian lore or, or Buddhist lore. It's not. It's just it's the way things are. We like to use the term preternatural, which is some Shirley Jackson came up with for uh, haunting of Hill House. It's not supernatural. It's not paranormal. Preternatural stuff we don't understand yet. Someday we might, you know, the preternatural of one generation becomes the natural of the next, you know, you know, we didn't understand how dark matter works. And now, you know, in the sixties, we had to make up things to make the math work. Now we're like, Oh, sh that stuff's real. You know, quantum entanglement is a thing. And that's, you know, it's when we first started this, the Bigfoot people wouldn't talk to the ghost people. The ghost people wouldn't talk to the UFO people. The UFO people wouldn't talk to anybody. So, you know, but now we're starting to realize there's these little, you know, crossovers and things like, hey, there's a green flash a lot of Bigfoot people see right before something happens. David Pilates, Missing 411, kind of figured this out. And so suddenly, you know, it starts meshing. The ghost hunters start figuring stuff out. The, 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 you know, the monster hunters start figuring stuff out. And that's just kind of how it goes. So the very long answer you just got, my fine friend in the back, is I would suggest finding somebody who is more intimate with that particular lore, and we we're not going to answer and willing to discover and willing to discuss it, it because it is it's one of those internal things. And if and if we start talking about it, kind of like Skinwalker, suddenly there's a TV show and it's kind of ripping up native lore and offending a lot of people. And we don't like to do that. So, so okay. I want to keep the Mimas and Peepaws happy too. So, yes. So we heard that your first monster, what was yours? Oh. Um, I have had not a lot of um actual, well, I can tell a story. So I can tell one story. It's recent. So there is a place up near um, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, which is near Philadelphia, called um, the Devil's Gate. And it is a gate towards a property where a man did a family annihilation and said 
that he heard voices that made him do it, right? Demons. The U.S. is very famous for demons, demons. But what is interesting is there is a lot of lore about this one area where there's like a little bit of a, a crick, creek, crick, whatever, that's running past it's a what it. part of the mason dixon line you're on. and it's in a very wooded area and all this stuff because you can go up to the gate um but you can't go in the property right um but i got there and it was very very weird because one of the things that is said about this property is there is a gate like a to somewhere else on on this one spot right and you'll find there's a lot of places that are kind of hot spots and have weird stuff happening but I got out, I was like, okay, doing airy travels, this travel spot. I got out of the car and you can hear the water running and wind blowing through the trees and like nature sounds. And I walked the like 20 feet to where this was and it went dead silent, like dead silent. And I was like, this creepy, like, ugh, I'm still getting goose. I get goosebumps. Ugh, nope. I don't like these things. Well, I love taking her place. <laughs> um, and so I'm standing there and like every fiber in my being is like, get the hell out of here. But I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to take a little thing. I pull out my cell phone and from behind me, I hear a growl, like a loud guttural growl. And I turn, there's nothing there, but it was loud. So I did my quick recording, got back in my car and got back in the car. My friend had driven me and um, she is like, why did you get out of the car? And she she had goosebumps all over her body. And she said, the moment I stepped in that, it went silent around her. Everything went silent. So I don't know what that was, whether it's just negative energy in that space. I will not go there again. But if you want to check it out, you can Google the Devil's Gate up in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, and you can go outside of where that is. So I haven't had necessarily creature experiences. Had a lot of others. I've had a lot of ghost experiences. And uh, you know, and that's and that's what we do is we you know we talk myths, monsters, legends, ghosts, dark history, and just places to go visit, places places to have fun with, and you know, and uh, that's that's what we do. So thank you all so much for coming. I think we're about out of time. Yes, thank you. Please. Yes. Please uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcaster thing of choice like share subscribe to all your friends and if you do subscribe we've got some stickers up here uh that we are happy to give away and also rate us on the app so please, that they have please, us back please. next year please uh we'd love to and we'll see you on the other side